How to dream, cowboys. Welcome back, everyone. It's uh, HBO Boys talking about What If, Marvel's What If, Episode 5. What if the writers squandered what should have been an easy slam dunk? I'm James, and that was Ryan. Wow. Okay, so uh, your feelings right off the bat, pretty straightforward. Okay. Do we just stop the episode now? Do we just uh, <laughs> stop recording and uh, and put this one in the can? Or Also, here is Adam. Hello. Where's Chad, dude? We don't need Chad. I, actually, I read this comic, actually, so we don't need Chad oh. for this one. Oh, did you? Perfect. Yeah. So you said, oh, I mean, you intimated pretty strongly there that you didn't like this episode. And you know what, James, just get into your wackadoo version of the recap. I really enjoy James's recaps when he doesn't like things. So I'm ready for this one. Okay, so this one starts off where Infinity War uh, began, where the Hulk got beat up by Thanos, and now he's he lands in, in the, the Sanctum Santorum, but nobody's there. And then... The beginning of Infinity War continues to play out, and when the Avengers come to confront the Thanos bad guys, they they fucking eat them. But oh, uh, only kind of uh, obscured by lighting and dust, and so you can kind of see obliquely that they're eating the bad guys, but it's not too violent. You can watch this with your 12-year-old. And they're about to eat Bruce Banner too, but he's rescued by a motley crew of second stringers, including Hope Van Dyne, uh, the Winter Soldier, Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange's cape, dude. you son of a bitch. Right, the cape, the cape as well. The cape is the main character of this entire episode. <laughs> and Happy Hogan, for some one. reason, is still alive. Because John Favreau oh, needs to be around for some And my girl, Sharon Carter. That, that one was a bummer. <laughs> the moment I saw Sharon Carter on screen, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't understand why this needs to happen. So... The conceit of this one is, what if uh, when they were in the quantum realm, they Hope's mom brought back zombies, the zombie virus. Or contracted a virus. Right, which is yeah. not a good way. Like, they were like they went to a quantum realm and got a quantum sickness. I'm like, you guys, I know that all of these are fiction and you're making shit up, but you're just making shit up now. So, in, in the, the actual Marvel zombies, like, one-shot miniseries... Like, literally, just like some superhero who was doing Guardians of the Galaxy shit got a zombie virus out in space and just crashed into Earth. Mm. So it's not that different, actually. Just a random, random setup. Don't worry about it, zombies. No, it just (laughs) seems as though they needed, for some reason, to put uh, Evangeline Lilly's character in. Like, they felt bad for killing her in that other episode. Mm. That they were like, well, we've got to give her a speaking role on this one, so it's a quantum disease. I like how now we have like two episodes, Hank Pym just fucking up. He's also uh, not coming out <laughs> great out of what if. No, he is coming up as a terrible failure. And so they take him, the Hulk, that is Bruce Banner. He's not the Hulk. It's Infinity War. Remember, he can't do the Hulk. And so they bring him to their safe house and they 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 cur- they, they crib the intro of Zombieland. With like, here's how you survive the zombie apocalypse. Yes, and I, starring I, 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 <laughs> Spider-Man and, and Happy. It was it was so blatantly a ripoff of Zombieland that it hurt. It hurt my bones. Adam, did you feel this? <laughs> did you feel this? I didn't get Zombieland out of how? it, but it definitely was a throwback to the. How did you not get Zombieland? Like the home movies from the other 
Spider-Man they literally went movies. over the rules of the of. zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I suppose. I didn't make that connection immediately, though. I just Where didn't. was Woody Harrelson? Uh, this- he is in Venom, uh, Let There Be Carnage. Right, right. That's true. I didn't so he's need out there that somewhere. information, but I appreciate it. <laughs> and so uh, th- this whole series suffers from like an, an, an overload of shit tier Marvel humor. But this episode is intentional, though. This episode is nothing but. Of course, it's intentional. And by the way, like the Marvel humor thing is a criticism that you say a lot, James. And most of the time, I don't agree with. I agree with you 100% of this time. I wish Chad was here because I know he would be on the Adam. I think it was pretty good side and it would be a bit more balanced. But I hated the Marvel humor the entire time. Honestly, like Happy Hogan being there was completely useless. It was weird. It was very weird. And. Having him there. Spider-Man the whole time being like very nonchalant that everyone in his life is dead. Yes. Mm. So in in the comic, one of the first things that happens is like Spider-Man saves a zombie who was falling off a building thinking it was like a, you know, an innocent civilian and he gets bit. And then uh, the way the zombie virus works in the comic is that like you still kind of retain your personality. So you're like a deadite from the evil dead. Oh, that's better. There was like an MCU versus Evil Dead crossover is like the sequel to Marvel Zombies. And so he transforms into a deadite and like, you know, he's like, oh, Mary Jane, I'm so sorry. And he eats her and he's like, oh, uh, Aunt May, I'm so sorry. And he eats her too. And it's like really fucked up and dark and just uh, very, very different from how it is in, in this show, which is like you watch your friend who's been helping you in a desperate bid for survival get eaten alive. And then you're like, well, that happened. Right. It, uh, I like what you just described, the dark version, a lot more. It makes a lot more sense. And, like, they give Spider-Man a bunch of lines at the end to be like, how are you so optimistic through all of the death? Yeah. And he was just like, you <laughs> right. gotta be, you know, chill out. And I was like, shut, shut up, Tom Holland. How do you stay so optimistic watching everyone being eaten by zombies? The obvious answer is, well, I've gone insane. Delusion. <laughs> A temporary insanity that will never end until I get bit. Can you please roll for insanity? It's a, a, we got 100 because right. I'm insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're joined by Okie, who says that she has got like a distress signal from T'Challa. Yeah. As, as well as like they, they're saying they might have a cure. And at this point, my mind's kind of working on this. Because this was a big part of the comics, actually. The more interesting part was showing, like, logistically how it would work if some of these heroes turned into a deadite. For example, like, when the heroes are, like, confronted by zombie venom, he can't do anything. The symbiote, like, just slides off of him because a symbiote needs a living host. Right? Oh. And and so those thinking about that is kind of the interesting part of it. But this episode doesn't do any of that. Because, like, think about it. So they show a sequence of the Avengers getting taken out by the zombies. And and this was the actually the one part that was kind of horrifying, which is when little uh, zombie Pym like bites Captain America on the neck. Oh, I did not yes, like that one. Yes, bit. yes. I did that not was like scary. that because I was like, oh, yeah. everyone's so fucked. <laughs> like if you could be tiny and be a zombie, <laughs> we're all doomed. But as soon as that happened, I was like, how is Black Panther possibly going to be bitten? How is Iron Man? And you know, I, I don't know, James. Can you get to the part where Hawkeye's dead for me? <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I mean, if you just think about it, it doesn't make a ton of sense. It would have been nice if they if they thought more about like world building of this 
and and maybe there is an explanation for Black Panther, but like I just I don't get it. How would you bite Tony Stark? His suit at this point is made of fucking nanotech. Yes, a hundred percent. I wonder if his helmet was up. His helmet wasn't okay. up; it was on screen. You could see it plainly, mm. and uh, it doesn't make sense how you could bite him. I assume he Hank Pym can go within like a crack, but I I thought that exact thing is like Iron Man should not be able to be bit here. Anyway, get to the part where Hawkeye's dead. <laughs> So they they come up with a plan. They're gonna take the the L train to Jersey, where the distress signals coming from. But there's a lot of zombies in the way, and then when they get to Grand Central Station, there's a bunch of superhero zombies. And interestingly, these zombies, you know, they don't retain any part of their personality, but they do seem to retain their combat experience to an yeah, extent. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah, it's not, there's not a lot of internal logic in this episode. And so very quickly, a bunch of people get taken out. Zombie Hawkeye kills Happy. Woo! Not um. I'm like Happy, <laughs> good. He left. I, I didn't need Happy in this episode. And Hawkeye is deceased. Perfect. Then Zombie Hawkeye shoots Sharon. And I, you know, I felt conflicted because, like, well, I hate both of these characters. <laughs> how do i feel bad no i felt really good about that one already sort of dead and sharon carter also dead love that i love this for me okie kills zombie falcon and again like there's a joke here it's like sorry i killed your zombie friend winter soldier that's okay the tone of this episode is wildly all over the place yeah i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> I should be mad. You can see in the Winter Soldier's eyes he wasn't psyched to be shooting Sam. And in a upcoming scene, he also has to fight Captain America, which he's not psyched about either. But they treat death in this episode so nonchalantly. It's just so off-putting. So then the Spider-Man makes a big web slingshot, which lets them start the jump start the train i didn't really understand what was going on there anyway <laughs> it's like a pop start in a car oh, wait right. do you guys remember the one frame where they show the building they're standing in and it's just like attached to all the other buildings by strings and that's how they don't have zombies oh in yes there? that was the best yep. frame of the entire episode okay keep going so the train is going now as ryan said zombie captain america and then he bites zombie Sharon and she's a zombie now too. There's a great moment where like Bucky's doing his best to fight off the very strong zombie Captain America. And then he just kind of like pushes Sharon away. Yes. I, that felt, <laughs> I did like that. That felt like he was supposed to represent both me and the audience as a whole. Just like, get out of here, Sharon. Why the fuck are you here? And this is right after, you know, Sharon gets murdered the first time and then secondarily gets murdered also. We get to see her die twice. Really great stuff. I don't like Sharon. <laughs> uh, he takes out Captain America Zombie with minimal effort, really. It's not much of a fight. And no, it wasn't that hard. He bisected him. Cuts him in half. He Darth Maul. Yeah, with him. his own shield. And then he gets he gets the shield, finally. He's like, this is worth it. <laughs> yeah. In this one moment, uh, I have surpassed, within an episode that isn't even very good, all of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> and so there's also Hope Van Dyne like gets eaten by zombie Sharon while she's in tiny mode, but then she explodes through Sharon, you know, pretty gruesomely. But again, you know, it's a cartoon. The blood's black, which would make sense if you're a zombie. Right. <laughs> But she gets a little cut on her shoulder, so that's the zombie movie trope. It's like, oh, I'm slightly wounded by a zombie, so I've got now a, like a ticking clock until I become a zombie. Well, hope it's fucking over. And here we get the the very lame 
exchange between her and Spider-Man. He's like, how can you do it, Spider-Man, when everything, your whole family and all your friends are dead? He's like, just keep swimming, basically. (laughs) Just keep swimming. (laughs) He was watching Finding Nemo on his iPhone during this scene. It was very odd. And then in the middle, he just went to go to Baby Shark. They played Baby Shark for 45 minutes straight, and he went back to Finding Nemo. This was like an hour and a half long episode, half of which was Baby Shark. Then uh, they get to where they're going, but it, it's not like a train stop or anything, so they still have to walk there. Whoa, get the to where Ser- they're going. The Serbian like dude from Ant-Man is here, by the way. Yeah. He's been here the whole time. David Daskmachilian <laughs> playing Kurt, a character I don't know why he was there. Sorry if he's not Serbian. He's from some other former Yugoslavian country. I, I, it's all the same to me. He's from Philadelphia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Next, the Hope is like, well, I'm already screwed. Why don't we all just, like, I'll turn into giant Hope and then, you know, we'll ride me like like an attack on Titan to where we're going. And they do that. And she gets bit a hundred times. And when they get there, she falls over dead. And everyone except the characters in the show think, like, well, isn't there going to be a giant zombie now? Right. Oh, I thought that immediately. Isn't that going to be way worse? <laughs> And, and you know, because of, of plot convenience, she does not immediately rise as a zombie as every other character so far we've seen. Happy, Sharon, instantly zombified. She falls down and she's like, I'm going to wait for my cue. <laughs> yeah, uh, it takes longer to course through her gigantic veins. So Okay, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah, very possible. <laughs> when they get to the safe zone, the zombies are being held out of the base, but not by the fence. They... They won't cross a certain threshold, which shows that something magic is happening. And then they meet the vision, and he's like, they're not eating me because I don't have skin. And I came up with a cure. Come this way. And, and it's Ant-Man's head. And he's like, I, hello, it's me. I'm Scott Lang's head. I'm going to vomit some cringe Marvel humor for like five minutes straight. Played by Paul Rudd for realsies. I always enjoy hearing his voice. I was a little fatigued on the Marvel humor at this point, for sure, as well. Actually, you know what mainly it was? I would have been fine with the humor if it wasn't for, like, the weird Spider-Man, I'm fine with everyone being dead speech that happened about five seconds before this. But mainly what I was thinking here was Ant-Man's head is in a box. Futurama did this, though. You can't do that. This episode was kind of wild. Just a lot going on. A lot didn't make sense. <laughs> so then, you know, we get the other zombie trope of, like, your loved one is a zombie, but you keep them alive anyway to because you're insane. Right. And he's doing that with Wanda. So he's got also T'Challa there, and he, he's, you know, been cutting off a limb to give to Wanda every day to eat. Oh, what a good boyfriend. Of course, all the characters are immediately like, oh, the Vision's fucking insane. We need to kill him. And, and the, the Vision's defense is pretty weak. He's like... Well, you know, I wanted to cure her, but her magic powers are stopping me. And I should also probably kill her, but I can't because I love her. Even though I should be able to understand that, like, she's already dead, you know. Also, we <laughs> wanted to use Scarlet Witch as a evil character in What If, but Elizabeth Olsen was busy, so we're just going to make her a zombie. And uh, it's just a really easy way to do that. But Paul Bettany is here. That's positive. 
That was great. He was he was probably the best acting in this episode. For sure he was, yeah. He's okay, so we talked about this last week about how Benedict Cumberbatch is like a good actor, mm-hmm. but the, his voice acting was horseshit. But Paul Bettany is also a good actor, but his voice acting was so much better. So much better. Yeah, yeah. him, Tom Holland is doing a good job. Okia is doing yep. a good job. T'Challa is doing a good Paul job. Paul Rudd is, is fine. The characters who are He's not very doing a good Man. job. Happy did not do that great of a job. Um, mm-hmm. Neither did Sharon. Chadwick Boseman was pretty good in yeah, uh, he's his, good. in a we said this before he's supposed to be in four episodes so this is twosies yeah is this uh the woman who plays Hope Van Dyne that's really her yep it's Evangeline Lilly okay she wasn't that really great. that doesn't sound like her at all no it's very funny when like you don't do a good job voice acting because you're not a voice actor and the people who are being mm-hmm. played by sound alikes are just doing much better than you p.s and by the way <laughs> right. we see the watcher like in the sky once or twice Yep. And that's odd because in the last episode he he came as close to interference as he could. The entire internet is like so he's going to interfere by the end, right? Right? Sure. He will definitely. And then in this episode he does nothing whatsoever. It feels like this episode was supposed to go before the last episode. Like the order is just being thrown at the wall at random. Well, I hope you're getting your rocks off the watcher, you sick pervert, watching all this and doing nothing. So with the power of the Mind Stone, you can turn people back from zombies. The power of the Mind Stone compels you. Even though a zombie is covered in lethal wounds and has already been rotting. But you can turn them back to a normal person. Don't worry about it. Magic. And so what they're going to do is they're going to hook up the Mind Stone to a satellite and shoot Mind Stone rays uh, all over the world. I do that at Wakanda. hate that. So much. <laughs> Whoa, satellite? Perfect. I fucking... Why? So they're going to take the Quinjet. There's a Quinjet, of course. There always is. They're going to fly it to Wakanda, but someone needs to stay and buy time, and this time it's the Hulk's turn, and he's like, don't worry, I, I'll i be the Hulk, and they can't bite me because his skin is impenetrable. Here's some other people with impenetrable skin. Uh, Black Panther, Iron Man, Thanos. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mark Ruffalo, you were just, you were in the beginning of this episode. You've been useless ever since because, you know, you don't change into the Hulk. Anyway, you can watch while the airplane takes off and then the giant Hope Van Dyne snags it out of the air and then they just like go a little faster and everything's chill now. Yeah. And they're flying and they're flying to Wakanda and there's somehow still like five minutes left in the episode. And Scott Lang is like, what if I made a bunch of jokes? And we just ended the episode that way. Would that be good? Yeah, it kind of ended uh, abruptly. Uh, I would argue it didn't have an ending. Yeah, or that. What's the ending in the comic book? Oh, the, well, uh, the ending in the comic book's really good, but let, let's just very quickly just get to the end of this one. So Aww. they're flying to Wakanda, and, and Spider-Man's like, I know I'm supposed to just keep swimming and smile, and the world smiles with you, but it's so hard because all my friends are dead. And Scott Lang's like, I'm a disembodied head. Isn't that random? And T'Challa's like, it's okay. People aren't dead so long as you don't forget them and you hook up a Mind Stone to a satellite to turn them back alive. Let's go. P.S. Tom Holland, not in this episode. He is done what? by a voice actor named Hudson Thames. Wow. Wow. The Tom Holland really sound-alike good. did a better job sounding like Tom Holland than Evangeline <laughs> Lilly did of sounding like Evangeline Lilly. <laughs> Truly a wow, amazing feat. I thought it was him. I thought it was him the whole time. 
And then uh, the Watcher is like, well, it's so inspirational the way that people will go out of their way to save other people, but then cut to Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. So apparently their plan either succeeded and then Thanos fucked it up or didn't succeed because zombie Thanos already took over Wakanda off screen. That might have been interesting to mm. see. That might have been more interesting to see than, than 10 straight minutes of Scott Lang improvising. Yeah, it felt like they just cut out five minutes of the story that would have been, as you said, a lot more interesting. And also, your Jeffrey Wright was on point, dude. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. And so that's the end. Like, uh, they did a zombie Infinity War or something. Honestly, I would have liked to see zombie Infinity War more. Yeah, that would be interesting. Also, remember how Infinity War, like, all of the strongest superheroes fought Thanos and made him, like, bleed a single drop of blood? So, like, what is a a normie zombie going to do to him? Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It is, uh, you know, zombies, vampires, werewolves, they all have such malleable rules that Mm. any author can be like, well, my vampire can look at you from afar and boom, you're a vampire. So that's how my vampire works, okay? Deal with that shit. So in the comics, it's it's a very interesting ending. So basically, like, at this point in the MCU, the mutants had, like, left. Basically, they made, made their own artificial island to have their own mutant nation, right? And so they don't, they all, the rest of the world turns into the zombie apocalypse, but, like, not, uh, not Utopia, which is the name of the, the mutant island. And, like, they kind of escape it. They escape out into space. Is Wolverine there? Uh, I, I think Wolverine gets turned into a zombie. God damn it. And his adamantium gets turned into a zombie? Well, so he doesn't have the healing factor anymore, right? Because he's dead. Yeah. That's one of the things. Um, oh, right, right, right. So the, zomb- the, the mutants escape out into space because uh, it's part of the X-Men lore. I don't know. Again, where's Chad? That, like, they have friends out in space, the aliens that they're friends with or some shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, basically zombie Iron Man, zombie Hulk, zombie Spider-Man, like, because the way that, like, the zombies work in the comic, like, you're just always hungry. Even though you're still sentient, like, you're just perpetually hungry for humans. At a certain point, you run out of humans to eat, right? Right. <laughs> they eat everyone in the world. At which point, the Silver Surfer shows up to be like, this world has been marked for destruction by Galactus. Oh my and they fucking God. eat him. <laughs> and then oh. uh, Galactus Jeez. shows up at the end. And uh, like basically, it, like the last frame is like zombie Tony Stark being like, looks like meat's back on the menu, guys. What? <laughs> it's a really great ending. Then cut to just like some rando alien planet. And they're like, Ah, the end of the world is coming. We've been marked for destruction by Galactus. Galactus is coming. And then you turn and see, and instead of like Galactus in his purple suit, it's zombie Iron Man, zombie Hulk, zombie Spider-Man, other zombie heroes, like in their own versions of the Galactus suit. So eating Galactus gave them his powers. (laughs) And now they are Galactus going from world to world eating everyone. It's an amazing ending. This is infuriating. (laughs) God, that's so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. I am having such a hard time with what if because I'm not not enjoying the time I'm watching. But every time I get to the end and prepare mentally for the podcast, I'm like, wait, did I like it? I don't think I did. Like, I I liked one of these episodes very much. And every Mm -hmm. other one just felt so 
weird and disingenuous and i don't know it's just such an opportunity missed and then like you know this is episode five right there are four more episodes after getting teased with the watcher almost interfering last time every time he doesn't feel stupid now or at least get closer like shouldn't he be being baited into interfering every episode now so what we talked about last week gentlemen um was that the Watcher uh, interfered in that one, but that doesn't mean he's going to interfere in, in every one. Each one of these isn't... I don't know that this is a storyline where it's building up to this one thing because every episode has been so drastically different than the next that I think it's literally going to be just like snapshots of each universe for each show. But I could be wrong. Mm. I hope I'm wrong because I want him to interfere because, like you said, it would make it a hell of a lot more interesting. What I like about the What If series so far is how we keep getting bamboozled when they say what the next episode is going to be and then it's not. Hasn't that happened Mm. like a few times in a row now? Yes. Uh, We were playing disc golf after work today with Adam and he was like, yeah, I'm going to go home and watch the Thor one of What If. And I'm like, it's not that. It's zombies. I thought it was the Thor one. I, I honestly that's thought that's said, what we read. And Ryan said it, and because that they're they're bamboozling us. Yeah, Adam uh, then okay. said, "Wait, no, I thought it was Thor." Like eight times to me straight, and I go, "No, nah, it's zombies." No, but it, we what it said fuck? it was Thor though. It's not it's zombies. <laughs> I knew zombies was coming, but <laughs> you know. So then, what is the next episode? I, why would we even say that? We're totally going to get bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. Well, I'm let's just going to go say with the what, Thor what one. they say it is, and then we'll 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 think about what it actually is. What you say? Oh, mm. uh, 2012, baby. It's supposed to be the one wow. with Killmonger and Iron Man. But okay, so if it's if it's, it's Killmonger saves Iron Man. Then it's probably what if hmm. an an entire Iron Man <laughs> where it's not being voiced by Robert Downey Jr. Really? Well, yep. I guess yeah. He doesn't he doesn't get off the couch for less than ten million dollars. Yep. There he's going to be in four <laughs> episodes of What If, all done by Mick Wingert. The next episode will be What If instead of. Steve becoming an old man. He went back in time and then became an old man. What if they sent the rocket raccoon back and raccoons only have a three-year lifespan and so then he died before (laughs) completing the mission? You know, the previous episodes have not had titles that are complete paragraphs long, but I like this bold (laughs) new change that they're making. They're just like sitting at the lake. They're like, where's Rocket? (laughs) What if Killmonger is the king of Wakanda? Do you think it's going to be that? That sounds cool. I kept thinking that that's how they're going to, you know, obviously not the biggest concern in the world, seeing as how a person is dead. But like Jesus. the way that they could kind of resolve the 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 fact that like you're, you can't replace Chadwick Boseman now. Just it would not work. People would revolt. Yeah, They could like, you know, the... the Bilbo almost died and they brought him right back. Like, let's say, you know, after the, the scene where you think Killmonger dies at the end of Black Panther, like, actually, he got better. And would he not be next in line for the throne? Like, he could be the star of, of Black Panther 2, and that would be cool. Especially because Michael B. Jordan is one of the biggest stars in the world now. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Bring him back. What if Michael B. Jordan was a Funko Pop? Easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Okay, thanks for listening, guys. Join us next time on What If Episode 6. Who knows? It's supposed to be about one thing. It probably won't be. Thanks. This was a gas. It was. And thank you to our patrons. <laughs> it was a Connor gas. Connor O'Dowd, Jamie Lockner, Anthony Wells, Day 11 Podcast, James Watchman, Dong, Atheist, Unstoppable, Brett Graham, Chris Ward, Day 11 Podcast, Derek Craig, Rogers, Major Woody, Carol Andreas. I really fell off the rails there. Yeah, you weren't as fast as last no, week. No, because I was doing bad at reading because I'm illiterate. Also, uh, <laughs> Nothing Star is out. It premiered on the 1st. Next episode is on the 15th. Wherever you listen to podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Apple, go and subscribe to Nothing Star Academy. Uh, first episode has Adam in it. Uh, James will probably be in the 5th and 6th episodes. Wow. It'll, it'll be pretty crazy. Hey, go listen to it. I, I'm, I'm so tired of What If. When's the next season of Perry Mason? Like, I want to watch something good. Oh, wow. (laughs) I 100% agree. Okay, bye.